Good morning, everybody. How are, how are? It has been a full seven days since I have recorded an episode of The Mistress of Pop Culture. Uh, hi, everybody. It's Andrew DeVitri coming at you. Um, and I felt as though it was very, very important for me, uh, alongside many, many other podcasters out there, to take the week off um, and really immerse myself in this cultural shift uh, of this fight, uh, battle, and and real advocating um, change of race in, in our culture and systemic racism and really taking the time to just read the news, watch the news, get involved in these protests, really listen to my brothers and sisters out there on the front lines about why they are fighting so hard for the Black Lives Matters movement. And, you know, I could go on and on, and I'm going to talk a little bit about that. Um, but, of course, I'm going to also, you know, give you guys some pop culture stories because that's my job as a mistress of pop culture. But uh, I, I think, you know, before I get into all that, it's um, it's important for me to talk about sort of my experience this last week and what I've learned. Uh, but I want to start off at, you know, the point of me being in elementary school because my school, by the way, that was uh, – Leah Michelle's uh, Don't Rain on My Parade from Glee. And there is a very specific reason why I chose that particular number to start off this episode, this Monday morning's episode. Um, because, you know, Leah Michelle is an idol of mine and I love her, but there's been some damning news about her in the headlines. Um, which, of course, was a welcome, happy distraction given from all that's going on in the world. Um, but I want to start off with the uh, school system that I went to in Massachusetts, in the town that I grew up in, uh, south of Boston, was a predominantly white. Uh, school district. There are 7,500 people in my town. Most of the students went to private school. I went to public school. Um, but our school had something called the MECO program where they brought in students from Boston or outside of Boston, and those students were black. And uh, being the only brown kid in my class, because my, fam- my, my family's Indian, I'm half Indian, um, I, I was so excited to be with people that looked like me. Uh, and, you know, I became very, very, very good friends with two of the girls, uh, Panisha and Takira, uh, both of whom I still am in touch with today. I was just talking to Takira over the weekend about everything that's going on. Um, but it was a real, it was really amazing having met these, these guys uh, at an early age. And, you know, I never thought anything different of them. I, I was just really happy that they looked like me. And that was so great. But as we got older... Um, you know, they, they share with me their upbringing. I, I met their family, some of them. I, I went to visit them in the city, and I love their families. And they came over in my house when they, you know, because Boston was probably 45 minutes away from um, where my town is. So these kids would have host families, and they would stay locally if there was a snowstorm or something, which was great because it was so much more fun because I got to see them outside of school, which was just literally just the a ball of laughs. Um but, you know, as we got older and more mature and we really talked about everything, I learned at a very early age what racism was. And um, through their eyes, and, you know, of course, I've had incidents too. You know, after I was in sixth grade when 9-11 happened, and there was a particular incident where I was trick-or-treating, and I'll never forget some guy, some older, some, some asshole from my town, you know, said to me, are you Osama bin Laden? And, you know, whatever. Of course, back then I didn't know what it meant, or, but now the the... So the brevity of what those words meant back then, I understand it, but I'm okay. You know, like, I, I don't even know who, what his name was, but I'm okay. But that's a clear uh, example of what racism was, and I didn't even, I wasn't even aware of it back then. But um, what I was aware of was the fact that my, my friends just told me about the prejudices that they faced and, and things that their parents taught them that my parents didn't because 
I was not black and, and, um, but it's really funny because I was so close with these, these guys. So I used to, I picked up their vernacular and the way that they spoke and they were like, Andrew, settle down, have several seats. And I was like, okay. But, um, so I've always, I've never seen, um, my friends that were black as any different than what I was. But of course there, not everyone in the world is like me and not everyone in the world sees people of different uh, ethnicities and colors the way I and many, many other people, specifically in L.A., see them, which is why Los Angeles had such incredible, uh, such an incredible show up of, of protesters advocating for BLM and then just people who are good human beings who believe in equality and don't want to see black people get shot and killed for no reason when they're crying out for their mothers. Now, that's pretty much what I'm going to say about... I'm going to... That's... Uh, I have a lot of feelings on everything that went down, but this is sort of a, a recap of brushing over the surface of the main points of my weekend. So I would I, I would walk my first protest last week on Wednesday, I think Thursday, which was right one there was there was one right in Hollywood where I live, right outside my building, and it was incredible. Uh, the the love of everyone, and it was a big protest, a uh, big march, the love of everyone who was involved um, in all different walks of life, Hispanic, Black, White, Asian American, African American, uh, Indian, me, Armenians, this, uh, Latins, every single color of the rainbow and every type of person, man, woman, child, adult, uh, gay, straight, lesbian, transgender, we were all there. We were all showing up because we all, our hearts all beat as one. And I really, really mean that. I have never felt that kind of energy, that kind of passion for showing up for each other, having each other's backs. And it was really, really moving. Um, and I've been glued to Instagram and the news all weekend seeing these horrifying videos of, of, of uh, officers spraying mace at innocent, uh, peaceful protesters. And it's, it's sickened me. And, um, I've, I've done a lot of reading about what defunding the police means and how it's just reallocating the funds because Los, in Los Angeles, I believe 54% of Los Angeles's budget goes to funding the police, which is a billion dollars about give or take a, you know, a couple, whatever million, I don't know. But I've read a lot of it about, I've read a lot about where those funds could really go and how change could really be implemented by giving those funds to help uh, minimize the, the homelessness in LA because we have an astronomically high level of homelessness here or giving it to education or, you know, uh, communities of color where, you know, police are unnecessarily involved with, with these groups. And um, it's been a real, real week of just learning and listening, um, even more so, you know, I learned a lot more than what I thought I already knew from my friends growing up. And um I'm just so grateful. It made me really think about how grateful I was that I met my friends that were black when I was really, really young because not only did I see them as equals to myself, um, I truly understand, and I'm still probably going to have to educate myself for years to come on um, why, you know, it's just not acceptable how ostracized they feel and how fearful of uh, authority figures they feel. Um, and it's just... It's, I'm so incredibly proud of the city for turning up um, and to all those out there who feel otherwise, I really think you should educate yourself because look, at the end of the day, we're all going to end up in the same place and it doesn't matter what color you are, it doesn't matter what size you are, um, we're all going in the same direction. So 
it's it's in, it's completely inappropriate in this day and age to one be racist, but two also to say all lives matter because there's been a lot of controversy about that. So I implore everybody who thinks that, um, just to just to educate yourself because. There's a lot of information out there, especially now, uh, and then we have the internet, and, um, you know, all I can say is this, register to vote, because uh, come November, we got to have a change, and I think we are going to. That is my hope, that is my wish, that is my belief, but uh, people really were turning up today, and I think it's time for the system that is in place now to be broken down, dismantled, and reassembled, so all the incredible people in this world, have a chance of equality and living a safe life and not getting gunned down. So that's pretty much that on that. I might talk about, you know, the more the more I sort of learn and what I'll delve into, but um, I really, really wanted to give you guys some excitement, which is why I wanted to talk about some pop culture stories today because uh, it's it's, you know, my favorite thing to do and it makes me happy and it's sort of like... I've said this many a time before, but for those who are new listeners, welcome. Hi. Thank you so much for listening to my podcast. I'm a sassy bitch. Um, and by the way, follow me on TikTok at Andrew DeVitri. So let's, uh, let's hop into some, some stories that happened over the week because obviously I was focusing primarily on the real world news. Um, but I, I still, you know, when I needed to get in bed at night and shut my brain off from the horrifying videos that I was seeing on Instagram and on TikTok of the... 666 people in this world that breathe the same air as me, sadly. Um, you know, I would hop over to TMZ or E or, you know, page six just to see what was up. So, obviously, I started today's, today's episode off with uh, Don't Rain on My Prayer by Leah Michelle from Glee. And there has been a bit of a controversy about Leah Michelle, Miss Michelle, as of late because of some um, damning allegations of her behavior and whatnot on Glee from. Uh, beautiful actress who had an arc on the show and um i think it's time to uh dissect what's going on there so let me i'm gonna try and find the original article because it was pretty heavy um there's a lot going on here okay here we go um all right so this is from variety Okay, uh, this article is from Variety. Okay, we're from our sponsors really quick, and then we're going to get into all these stories. Okay, you guys, here we go. Um, Leah Michelle controversy, Glee actors and other co-stars speak out. Leah Michelle is under fire following accusations made on Twitter by her former Glee co-star Samantha Ware, who said Michelle made her life a, quote, living hell while working on the show. In the midst of the controversy, many of Michelle's former colleagues from various productions have backed up the sentiment expressed by Ware, establishing a pattern of her apparent on-set behavior. Ware came forward with her claims when Michelle tweeted about George Floyd with the Black Lives Matter hashtag. Ware wrote, quote, Remember when you made my first television gig a living hell? Because I'll never forget. I believe you told everyone that if you had the opportunity, you would shit in my wig, amongst other traumatic microaggressions that made me question a career in Hollywood. After Ware's tweet caught fire with swift backlash on social media, resulting in Michelle losing a brand partnership, um... HelloFresh, I believe, is, was that brand. Um, Michelle reached a lengthy apology statement on Instagram, writing, quote, Well, I don't remember ever making this specific statement, and I never have judged others by their background or color of their skin. That's not really the point. What matters is that I clearly acted in ways which trade other people. Despite her apology, the accusations continue to roll out from actors who worked with Michelle on Glee, ABC's The Mayor, Fox's Scream Queens, and the Broadway show Spring Awakening. Um, Michelle's rep has not responded to Variety's repeated requests for comment. 
Okay, Amber Riley, Glee. Riley, who is part of the Glee regular core cast for all six seasons alongside Michelle, not so subtly weighed in by posting a few gifts of herself, including one where she was sipping tea. The Glee actor stood by Ware's comments and said she had other black actors and actresses tell similar onset stories in an interview on Real Quick with Daniel Young. I am not, quote, I'm not going to say Leah Michelle is racist. That's not what I'm saying. That was the assumption because of what's going on right now in the world and it happened to a black person. Riley said, quote, I'm not going to say that she's racist. She's also pregnant and I think that everyone needs to chill. Y'all dragged her for a couple of days, but at the same time, in my inbox, there are a lot of black actors and actresses telling me their stories and letting me know that they have dealt with the same things on set, being terrorized by the white girls that are leads of the show, Riley said. Heather Morris, Glee, who played Brittany. Quote, let me be very clear. Hate is a disease in America that we are trying to cure, so I would never wish for hate to be spread to anyone else, Morris tweeted. Quote, with that said, she... Was she unpleasant to work with? Very much so. For Leah to treat others with the disrespect that she did for as long as she did, excuse me, I believe she should be called out. And yes, it's also on us because we allow it to go on for so long without speaking out is something else that we're learning along with the rest of society. But at the current moment, it's implied that she is a racist. And although I cannot comment on her beliefs, I think we're assuming, and you know what happens when we all assume, yee, those are some damning allegations. Yvette Nicole Brown, who I love, who was on the show The Mayor, the community star who also starred on ABC's The Mayor with Michelle, responded to Ware's original tweet writing, quote, I felt every one of those capital letters, she tweeted, every person on a set matters. Every person on a set deserves respect. And it is the responsibility of every series regular to make every person who visits their home feel welcome. The dismissive attitude is what's wrong with Hollywood, was, is, was, excuse me, is what's wrong in Hollywood in the world. Alex Newell Glee. Oh my gosh, she's fabulous. Newell, who joined Glee in the middle of the show's run, posted numerous gifts on Twitter reacting to Ware's tweet. He also responded to many Twitter users who were, who were commented, who were commented, oh sorry, quote, we ain't got no damn thing to lie about six years later, he wrote to a follower. He later tweeted, I'm going to say this one time. When my friends go through something traumatic, I also go through it. That's what friendship is. And if you can't understand that, then you're part of the problem. And that's on period. Um, and I mean that for both sides of this coin. Um, okay. Gerard Can Canonico. Sorry, if I butchered that last day. He was in Spring Awakening with her on Broadway. And I saw Lee Michelle on Broadway with Jonathan Groff, by the way. And they were the whole original cast. Skylar Aston was in it too, um, who you know from Pitch Perfect. Okay. Kinoko, who worked as an understudy on the Broadway play Spring Awakening, it's actually a musical, but that's okay, um, commented on Michelle's Instagram apology writing that his first comment on her account was deleted. Quote, seemed to have been deleted, so I'll try again. Kinoko wrote, quote, you were nothing but a nightmare to me and fellow understudy cast members. You made us feel like we didn't belong there. I tried for years to be nice to you to no avail. Maybe actually apologize instead of placing the blame on how others perceive you. You will probably just delete this though. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Debier Snell. Glee, the actor who appeared on one episode of the Fox series in 2014, said Michelle wouldn't let him sit at the table with her and the cast. Girl, you wouldn't let me sit at the table with you and other cast members because, quote, I didn't belong there. F you, Leah. C tweet in all caps. Melissa Benoist, who you guys know from Supergirl. Um, she liked a bunch of tweets. Abigail Breslin, who is fabulous on Scream Queens. The Oscar-nominated actress co-starred with Michelle on Ryan Murphy's Scream Queens, which ran for two seasons on Fox. Breslin liked a tweet that said, Not everyone agreeing that something felt off about Leah Michelle. Where are y'all been? I've been saying this for years. I thought I was alone. <laughs> I'm sorry, I don't mean to laugh. It's just really funny because Abigail Breslin's a freaking Oscar-nominated actress. And if, if Leah Michelle was, in fact, rude Abigail Breslin, that's crazy because Abigail Breslin was nominated for a freaking Oscar. And she's in my favorite, one of my favorite all-time movies ever, which is um, A Little Miss Sunshine. Well, you know what, you guys? People make mistakes, um, and that's okay. People... Live and they learn. And I know Leah Michelle's pregnant, and that 
this is probably the worst timing for something like this to happen. But I do believe that things in life happen for a reason. I've always believed that. Well, that's not true. I believed it later on in life. But, you know, now that, now that see, certain events have happened in my life, I understand that that's literally... Th- things are put in place to, to challenge you, to step up to the plate and change and grow. And I think that, you know, that, that's what I'm going to say about that. But anyways, I, I wish Leah Michelle the best. I love her. I'm a huge fan of her. I've literally been watching Scream Queens a lot lately, and she's so damn funny, and she's so talented. So I'm one of those people who doesn't believe in cancel culture, and I don't think Leah Michelle should be canceled because when you have that kind of talent, you do not get canceled. But I do believe she should take some time to reflect and really, really, uh, you know, just be nicer to people because when you're so famous like she is and you have the opportunities that she has afforded, you got to be nice to people because people in this town talk as big as LA is. Hollywood's a really small town and people do talk and nobody wants to work with people that are diva. So that's my sentiment on that. Okay, next story. Now, some controversy uh, with the Vanderpump Rules girls. Um, I love Vanderpump Rules, so let me get right into this. This is from E! News. Vanderpump Rules' Stassi Schroeder and Kristen Doughty, excuse me, apologize over Faith Stowers treatment. I don't know if you guys um, are sort of up on your Vanderpump Rules reality TV kind of drama, but... I guess there's a little bit of controversy here, and I'm going to read it to you because that's what is my job is as a mistress of pop culture. Andrew DeVitch, you follow me on TikTok. Um, okay. Stassi Schroeder and Kristen Doughty have broken their silence. On Sunday, June 7th, the Vanderpump Rules stars issued an apology to their former co-star, Faith Stowers. Both Stassi and Kristen took to their individual social media accounts to express their regret over their past actions towards Faith. Um... Taking to Instagram, Stassi shared an image of her statement addressing the accusations, quote, It is important that I continue to take the accountability for what I have said and done, while pushing myself to do better. Her statement read, I have grown significantly from the person that I was then, and I am still filled with remorse and regret for the hurt I caused. Stassi also expressed that she was, quote, grateful for the people in her life that continued to check me and push me to evolve into a more educated person. The 31-year-old then directly addressed her former castmate, quote, I also want to apologize. I'm sorry. I also want to address my former castmate, Faith Stowers, my emotions over something that happened between our friends outweighed my logic and there was no excuse for that she said i did not recognize then the serious ramifications that could have transpired because of my actions what i did to faith was wrong she continued i apologize and do not expect forgiveness stassi concluded her statement by also apologizing quote to anyone else that feels disappointed in me i am going to continue to look closer at myself and my actions she said to take the time to listen to learn and to take accountability for my own privilege um and then i'll read you chris and dowdy's statement in a second but what i have to say about this is a lot of um a lot of, I guess, stuff is coming out about a lot of people because we're in this movement of, of shifting our viewpoints and, and breaking down this institutionalized racism that a lot of us subconsciously have going on in our minds. And I think this is obviously going to bring up a lot of, I don't want to say lawn, dirty laundry for people, but it's going to bring up, bring up a lot of past actions by people that may have done something that they didn't realize at the time was subconsciously dipping into the field of racism but it very well may be have perceived may very well may have been perceived as racist especially now so i think what this is my personal opinion as a, as a brown guy i'm a very forgiving person and if somebody were to come up to me and say i'm really sorry i did this really shitty thing to you back in the day if they if i had a conversation with them and we had a really really clean clear dialogue about what happened, why it happened, what their viewpoint is now in current day history at that moment, ATM, uh, I would, I, I'm open to forgiveness and I'm open to move on. I'm all about somebody really taking the time to uh, reflect over their past actions and change and grow because that's what life is all about. It's all about evolving and, and just growing into a new person and, and you know, 
everybody has made mistakes. I myself have made mistakes, but I really, really take the time when I fuck up to think about what I've done to rectify the situation. And then I think, you know, if Stasi and Kristen do that, and they're on a, obviously a much bigger stage than a lot of people like myself are, uh, they're under a microscope. So yeah, I totally understand, you know, taking the time to reflect and, you know, if they're, if they're really willing to change, then great. And I, I hope this young lady doesn't feel, um, you know, as though she's been too scarred by what happened. So, cause our feelings are our feelings. So they're very valid. Okay, so Kristen said, I've been taking some time to really process what I've been seeing, feeling, and learning, and I need to address something specifically that happened a few years ago with my former castmate, Faith Stowers, although my actions were not racially driven, which I believe I actually believe that. Um, I'm now completely aware of how my privilege blinded me from the reality of law enforcement's treatment of the black community and how dangerous my actions could have been to her. I was ne- It was never my intention to add to the injustice um, an imbalanced, I'm ashamed, embarrassed, and incredibly sorry. I will do better. I have to do better. That's a good statement. I think both these girls put out good statements, and I actually think it was from the heart and soul. Um, and I think everybody, like I just said, everybody makes mistakes, and everybody should be afforded the opportunity to grow and to learn, because that's, that's what makes us change as people. Now, I'm going to hop over to page six, where I am going to finish out, I guess, with a little bit of a Beyonce story. Um, I only do three stories today, you guys, but, you know, I obviously wanted to start off today's episode talking about what I did, sort of my, reflecting over my incredible experience over the weekend uh, and past week, um, sort of going dark and, and learning, going dark from my show and not, you know, working and really immersing myself and uh, educating myself on what is going on in our world and how we can better these incredible brothers and sisters um, to give, to, to take away the terrible, terrible institutionalized systemic racism because... Let me tell you something, honey. These people are mad people, so you better back the hell off. Okay. Beyonce supports Black Lives Matters. Um, uh, this is from page six. Oh, sorry. Beyonce supports Black Lives Matter calls out sexist music industry in graduation speech. Um, Beyonce, Lady Gaga, Mr. and Mrs. Obama. Uh, I'm sorry. President Obama. President, president and first, former president and first lady, Mr. and Mrs. Obama, uh, as, as well as Lady Gaga, Beyonce, and many others. Um, uh, addressed a commencement speech, which was very, very wonderful. And I, I watched it and I loved it. It was very moving. Okay. Beyonce Knowles Carter made a powerful statement on the Black Lives Matter movement in, and sexism in the music industry during YouTube's Dear Class of 2020 virtual graduation on Saturday. The singer... Um, oh, sorry. Some ads popped up. Okay. The singer started by congratulating the high school seniors First revered through an unprecedented time in the country. Quote, congratulations to the class of 2020. You have arrived here in the middle of a global crisis, a racial pandemic, and a worldwide expression of outrage at the senseless killing of yet another unarmed black human being. And you still made it. We're so proud of you, she said. Beyonce highlighted the Black Lives Matter protests that have been taking place around the country. Thank you, quote, thank you for using your collective voice and letting the world know that black lives matter. The killings of George Floyd um, Ahmad Arbery, Breonna Taylor, and so many others have left us all broken. It has left the entire country searching for answers. We've seen that our collective hearts, when put to positive action, could start the wheels of change. Real change has started with you, this new generation of high school and college graduates who we celebrate today. She also touched on the sexism that is still prevalent in the music industry and how she had to carve her own path to success. 
Although the process was, quote, terrifying in her own words, building her own company was a major turning point in her life. Quote, I know how hard it is to step out and bet on yourself. The entertainment business is still very sexist. It's still very male-dominated. And as a woman, I did not see enough female role models given the opportunity to know... Uh, I'm sorry, given the opportunity to what I knew I had to do to run my own label and management company, to direct my films and produce my tours, that meant ownership, owning my master's, owning my art, owning my future, and writing my own story. Not enough black women had a seat at the table, so I had to go and chop down the wood and build my own table. Wow. Then I had to invite the best there was to have a seat. That meant hiring women, men outsiders, underdogs, people that were overlooked and waiting to be seen, she said. Um, she touched on how, I'm sorry, you guys, the website's like going up and down, which is why I'm reading this a little bit choppy. Uh, she touched on how race and gender played a part in music corporations overlooking some talented candidates. Quote, many of the best creatives and business people who, although supremely qualified and talented, were turned down over and over as executives at major corporations because they were female or because they were of racial disparity. And I've been very proud to provide them with a place at my table. One of the main purposes of my art for many years has been dedicated to showing the beauty of black people to the world, our history, our profundity, and the value of black lives. I've tried my best to pull down the veil of appeasement to those who feel, may feel uncomfortable with our excellence, she said. Quote, to the young women, our future leaders, know that you're about to make the world turn. I see you. You are everything the world needs. Make those power moves. Be excellent. And to the young kings, lean into your vulnerability and redefine masculinity. I love that. Lead with heart. There's so many different ways to be brilliant. I believe you and every human being is born with a masterful gift. Don't let the world make you feel that you have to look a certain way to be brilliant. And no, you don't have to speak a certain way to be brilliant. Do what you have to spread your gift around the planet in a way that is authentically you. And then continuing, to all those who feel different, if you're a part of a group that's called Other, a group that does not get the chance to be center stage, build your own stage and make them see you. Your queerness is beautiful. Your blackness is beautiful. Your compassion, your understanding, your fight for people who may be different than you is beautiful. I hope you continue to go into the world and show them that you will never stop being yourself. That's it. Your time now. That it's your time now. Make them see you. The all-day celebration honored graduating seniors who were unable to have an in-person commencement ceremony due to the Due to the coronavirus pandemic, it also features the words of the encouragement from Barack and Michelle Obama, BTS, and Lady Gaga, as well as musical performances by Chloe and Halle, Lizzo, and the New York Philharmonic and Katy Perry. Um, yeah, that it was it was so moving, and it, you know, Beyonce is a queen. Uh, and listen, I thought that I was very impressed. Not that I, you, can't, you can't expect anything less from Beyonce. It's just everything she gives is so amazing. Um, so I'm just, you know, I'm really glad that I got the opportunity to watch that. And I hope you guys want to watch it too if you want some positive sort of reinforcement about feeling hope with the new generation because it is our generation, even the, well, not my generation, well, maybe one generation after me, well, my generation too, to really change the world. Um, and I realize, because I'm 30, I realize the older I get, if I want to see change, if I want to, f- if I have a feeling and I'm like, this isn't right, it's up to, I can't just sit around and just think about it and dwell on, you know, what I don't feel is right. I have to be the change. My friends have to be the change. This new generation has to be the change. And that is what is what is going on in the world. And that is why I have hope. And even though things are really dark, I feel a shift. I feel a shift in the molecules of our country, of our world, that good is going to come. And I think we can do it. And you guys, register to vote because come November, we got to make a change. We want to better our country. We want to better our people. Um, and I'm going to leave it at that. I'll see you guys tomorrow.
Bye. I love you guys so much. Thank you so much for listening.